Hi there, my name is Adam Waters and I'm the lead pastor here at Grace Bible Church in Elmhurst, Illinois. I'm just so glad that you made the decision to take us along with you this week on life's journey. Here at Grace Bible Church, we are a family of faith who seeks forgiveness, healing, and hope in Jesus Christ. Now we might all come from different backgrounds, but each of us recognize that the tremendous needs in our lives point us to one place, to God, for His answers, His provision, and mostly for His grace. I hope the following program gives you a new perspective on who God is, who you are, and how you too might find forgiveness, healing, and hope in our Lord Jesus. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Today's scripture is Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not be afraid. Though the earth trembles and the mountains topple into the depths of the seas, though its water roars and foams and the mountains quake with its turmoil, Selah. There is a river. Its streams delight the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is within her. She will not be toppled. God will help her when the morning dawns. Nations rage. Kingdoms topple, the earth melts when he lifts his voice. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. Come, see the works of the Lord who brings devastation on the earth. He makes wars cease throughout the earth. He shatters bows and cuts spears to pieces. He sets wagons ablaze. Stop fighting and know that I am God, exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. Can't really remember who I told this morning, but that person will forgive me. Things that haven't changed from last week. You still get a Pastor Adam standing before you. You still get somebody who is immeasurably fashionable. (laughs) Has a beard and is a smidge taller than his hair. So just think of that as I continue today. But back in around late 2019, Andrew and I were living in our first apartment. We rented in Willowbrook. And we had the itching. I had the itching, to get a house that we owned. So we started the process of finding a house, which something that would be close to our jobs, you know, all the things, meet your basic needs of location and price and all the other stuff that comes with that. And in January 2020, we went to, we found a place in, where we live now in Palos Hills, where we hoped it would be a place where we could live, plant down roots for 30 years and we could fill it with friends and family and fun and then the pandemic hit and not many of those happened but the house shopping journey was really fun in a for some of us for me because i got to pretend i was on the ep- an episode of house hunters <laughs> and then i realized this show was nothing like house hunters real life is nothing like that because looking for houses is difficult they don't give you three choices and then you're like, well, I can't afford it, but I'll get it anyway. That's not what happens. Those shows are heavily produced and are made to inject drama and silliness that get people to watch. 
Real-life house hunting is not like that. And in fact, it's, it's basically finding the, what's left and what you, of what you can afford. And that's, a lot of times that's what happened. But that got me thinking. Is house hunting is hard, find, is finding shelter easier? Some, I think so, because today we're going to be looking at and continuing our series in the Psalms, looking through our everyday our series, Everyday Worship, by looking at Psalm 46. This marvelous psalm can help us in many, many situations of life and point us to the one God who we can trust. And one of the differences you'll see when I'm up here, the times that I get to preach, and I'm more of a simple man. I like to find the one lesson that we can learn from it because I have sat through many sermons, through listening to my dad preach many times, and I came away with very little of the listening because it was such a long sermon. But I'm going to hit one point and hit that hard. And we're going to learn one thing. If that's, and that thing is, our idea that we're going to learn from Psalm 46 is, God is our shelter at all time. So since we have spent the last month looking at the book of Psalms, let's take what it, see what it means or what the Psalms are a little bit. Because I like to make sure we have an all have an understanding in case it's our first time here or first time watching that the book of Psalms is one of the most read books of the Bible. And to make sure we understand that it is a book of poetry. And it's not, the book is book, written book of poetry is not the kind of poetry we would see in modern Western English classes now, because it's not based poetry based on rhyme or meter. It's based on parallelism, parallelism and rhythm. A little bit understanding, kind of a little bit like music. This is, and that's because that's what they were intended. These are psalms intended to be songs of worship and praise to God. And there, yeah, there are a lot of different types of psalms. Messianic psalms. Songs written about the upcoming Savior, the Lord Jesus. Songs that laments, that we cry out to God. Songs, psalms of trust, psalms of worship. There's many different types. This psalm, when it starts, it gives us a little indication because at the top of Psalm 46, there's an inscription where it reads, to the choir master of the sons of Korah, according to Alamanth, a song. So this gives us indication that it is a song. It is presented by the sons of Korah. Now, I'm not sure if they're the sons of Korah were like the song originators or just the performers. Doesn't matter. But it's just curious, but the sons of Korah have a long history working within the temple of Jerusalem. And some historians and theologians think that these were, this psalm, these songs of Korah, were sung in more of a soprano type pitch of a voice. So work on that, Michael. Okay? So these are then, but this, this psalm is an occasion that we are here to sing it as a psalm of worship to God. And that's what we're going to help understand, that God is our shelter at all time. So be, be, help us look at that. The first point we're going to understand today is we can refuge in God. We can refuge in God. Look at verse 1 with me. In Psalm 46, it's in the Older Testaments. If you have your Bible out or your digital Bible open, verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And I like it when the psalm comes out and starts hitting you really hard, really fast. Because Psalm verse 1 is amazing in that. It comes out giving us some heavy damage, helping us understand that God is our refuge. 
and we can refuge in God because the words refuge and strength are used right away in verse help, in verse 1. In the Hebrew, this uh, helps us understand that these word refuge and strength, their refuge is mahasa, strength is uz. See, I practiced that one. Uz. And these two words help us have a closer understanding of what it means to understand that refuge is here is understood as a place or of shelter or source to turn to for assistance or security. A place to shelter, a place to turn to assistance or security. Strength meaning someone that we can give a sense of being physically or mentally strong. And these two words to used together give us a great picture of who our God is, of somebody that we can abide in, somebody we can find refuge in. I think at uh, youth group Wednesday, somebody mentioned like wildlife refugee. Cal I think that was Calvin, right? That used that as a wi like a wildlife refuge. And that's a great example of what a, a re type of refuge. And that is what we're talking about. Somewhere where we can find safety in. Somewhere we can find comfort. Ab abide in him. Finding sanctuary and safe haven. That's who our God is. But a lot of times, and mine too, when we think of refuge, our mind goes to tornadoes. We've had, a month ago, we had a nice, a really nice one. Kids came through Naperville, nice isn't deadly. But it's kind of like when we think of a place to seek shelter. That's what they tell us. Tornado's coming, seek shelter. Go to windowless room, we all know the rules, right? Windowless room, first floor, basement, lowest possible, tuck and cover. That's what we're supposed to do. God is a lot like that. Somebody that we can find foundation and it's structure, somebody we can abide in and find haven. But God is not just that little archway of support that protects us. God is the foundation itself. God is the building itself. God is there for us, to help us from, all the chaos, from everything that life deals, from chaos to wonderful. That's who we can find refuge in. And how do I know that? Because verse 2 and 3 give us more help in understanding that. God is a place for all time where we can find refuge in. Verse 2 of Psalm 46 tell us, Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, through the mountain be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though its mountains tremble at its swelling. Salah. So that's what we, no matter, of what, no matter what the terribleness that we deal with in life. And life can sadly, give us a lot of terribleness, can't we? We understand that life can be chaotic. Life can be disastrous, uncomfortable, even. But God is still there for us. No matter what is happening in our life, God is there. God is our fortress. God is our refuge, our place of safety that we can go to. And the, our author, the sons of Korah, give us many examples from nature that we can use of what can happen. And these are great examples of things that make us seek shelter. Earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes, put any type of natural storm, any man-made disaster. These are just things that come to mind where we want to seek a place that is safe, a place where we can be protected and helped. That's what our author is trying to help us understand about who God is. Because this is more than just flowery, flowery words that use it as, but this is an accurate description 
of who our God is, the God of permanence, the God of inviolability, the God that through all things, no matter what's happening, our God will still be there. We could say that, in other words, our, the, our house could be on fire. We could lose our job, our health care, anything. Our God will still be there and for us, to help us through all, all time. Our God will never leave us or abandon us. Our God is our safety and shelter, our defender, our protector, our active helper who is always there for us. And this psalm emphasizes the active part of the, of because the world is going to throw every unspeakable thing at us possible. That's what Satan is going to do. Have you ever wondered why it's so difficult to wake up on Sunday mornings? Why, the, why there are so many good things to watch on Wednesday nights? Anything possible that, God can do, that Satan can do to throw us off, to, to get us to not be the one, be there to worship, will do. But our God won't change. Our God is still the same place we can come to, to seek refuge when we need it, to help ourselves, to be comforted by him. He will always be there for us as the ever-present helper, as the source of encouragement. Because here's something that you need to understand. I'm not going to end up going out into this wilderness of chaos that the world is, that we call the world, alone. I'm not doing that alone. My God is with me. My God will never leave me. My source of strength and refuge will never give me up, never let me down. That's Rick Ansley, but that's okay. That's, I'm sure a lot of you understood that. But that's what he say. We can refuge in God. We can find safe haven in God. But that's not it. As we seek to understand that our, our one idea from this psalm, God is our refuge at all time. But if God is our refuge and somebody we can seek refuge in, we can also be secure in our God. So look at me. I'm going to jump to verse 4 and 5. So if you can follow along with me. Where it says, There is a river whose stream makes glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. So we've seen already, verses 1, 2, and 3, tell us that God is a place where we can find safety, we can find refuge in, through our heavenly God. But our creator, our sustainer, is not just a place of refuge. He is, he is more than that. He is not just this place where we can walk into a safety room, close the door, and only use when in case of emergency. That's not just what our God is. Our God is more. Our God is more than just an emergency room, a fallout shelter, a tornado place. Yes, a lot of time, myself included, we do seek God in just these emergency situations. We just use him when only we need him. We come to him when we're in our most terrible situations of life. Yeah, I'm guilty of that just more than most of, it, most of anybody. But that's not who God just is. He's more than that. And verse 4 and 5 show us he's our God of peace and security. Because verse 4 is great as a contrasting verse to what we have seen so far in his opening session. That contrasts the chaos 
that life gives us. Because these verses show us that these, about these two bodies of water, these streams which make glad the city of God, that these two bodies of water that come from the city of God are streams of gladness, are streams of rejoicing. And I love it. I love that that's there. Because these visuals show us that these streams that surround the city of God, the place where God is, are happy, cause rejoicing, are glad, gladden each us. They are not waters that bring in destruction, sin, chaos. No. They, they are the same. They are the opposite. They're safe. They make, the place, they make the city of God, the place where God is, secure. They renew us, we can almost see that as. Almost like saying that these sins, these things that frustrate our lives, are not allowed in where God is, this, this, holy, this holy place, this heavenly place. Nothing is let in. This imagery of peace, of blessing, of security that comes from God, I need to be reminded of that a lot. And I'm, I'm sure we all do because it, we do tend to focus on when we recount our life, a lot of we just think about the worst situations. We, we think back to the terrible things. We didn't, you know, look at, look at back. In, last June, we, in June, we had a, that tornado that went through Naperville. Focus on, well, the tornado, destruction, the path, all the, the warnings and the warnings and the warnings that our phones all blew up with in the middle of the night. We never think of the greatness, the, the protection that God, that God gave us. We, never, we, never, we rarely focus on the good. Instead, the, that's what this is. We need to be see that God is a place more than just of safety, but God is a place of security and peace because God is there. God gives us an all-access pass as believers in God, as in we can come before God at any time. It doesn't have to be Sunday morning when we're in our best clothing. We can come before God any time at any place. We don't have to wait for Pastor Adam, number one, to have office hours. Said so then, well, I can only come before God if Pastor Adam's here. No! God can give us all access anytime you want. In the Old Testament, that would be like when, um, the, in Jerusalem when the temple was. The Jews could access the God through the temple. We don't have to do, wait for that. We can come before God and get this security, this peace, this comfort at any time. This water's a blessing that surround the city of God as accessible to us anytime anywhere because of our relationship with him, because we are his children, forgiven. We can have a home with God and, have ever, and that gives me great, great comfort knowing that I don't have to wait till I come to Grace Bible to have my sins heard, to have to access God. I can talk with him at any time, no matter what's going on in my life and access these rivers, these streams, but verse 6 and 7 keep making that under, this point of understanding this security and peace driven home more and more. Because in verse 6 and 7 it says, The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. 
he utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. But be, understand, because we have to see this as this, our God, the Lord of hosts, is with us. He is our fortress. And we need that. We talked about that, that the God is our God of safety. But our God is the fortress. And think of it this way. It's something that we can come into. But this impenetrable fortress that is our God scares Satan greatly. It has to scare him greatly. Because this place with God, this fortress that, this is, that surrounds us, that the Lord of hosts is, is impenetrable. That God, that Satan, we are, that is a place of security and safety for us. And that has to scare Satan. And I love that. And I love that because we have an all-caring father that wants us. God is not just sitting off in his easy chair somewhere. Well, I created the world. Done. Humans are set in motion. Done. Put my feet up and I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm going to go order some dinner and, and God, they can take care of themselves. No, we have a God who is always there for us, accessible, wants to have us with him, wants us to be with him. Um, a great example would be John 10, 27 through 30. And write that down so because you can, see, you can look that up later. But that's when Jesus tells us that my sheep hear my voice and they know me. They are safe and secure in my God's and my father, my father, mine and my father's hands. That's what we are, safe and secure, impenetrable by our God because of his great love for us. And this is why this is such a great psalm that we can sing and worship and celebrate with because we have a God who is always with us, who is surrounding us and protecting us, who is helping us understand that no matter what's going on, God is with us. God is helping us. God will never leave us alone. God is a calming water in a rough sea. And that's something that we need to celebrate greatly about because that's why our God is our shelter and source of strength. Our source of strength that we can get from him. And he's more than, just like I've mentioned, he's more than that just place that we go to for emergencies only. He's our God that we should come to with the good as well as the bad. God is, doesn't want to just be with us as, all right, what's wrong in Adam's life again now? All right, help him. No, come to him with the joys, with the good things in his life. Celebrate, dance, and shout for joy of the miracles and blessings that come with him. You can do that. God wants to hear from us. We don't have to just go through the negative. Turn to him in the emergencies. Tornadoes only, you know. That's not what it is because God is there to help us, protect us. He is our source of strength and that nothing can help us. And yes, I know the world sets, uh, tells us that there's a lot of things that can make us feel secure. You, we can have our nice ring cameras on our front door to videotape everything. We can have our security systems. We can have attack cats. Our house has attack cats. Um, we, you know, we can have locks and whatever you have that makes you feel secure. RF, RFID things. That's great. Those are all imperfect though. Not our God. God is the perfect source of strength, the one we can come to and it will, he will never fail us. 
And that's why this psalm ends in verse 8 through 11. We can have peace knowing that our God is our God. We can have peace in God. Verse 8 says, Come behold the work of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will exalt among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with me. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So a little shift as we finish this psalm up is that it's telling, reminding us that God is providing for us at all time, no matter what the chaos and destruction is going on around us. God is still there. God is still providing. God will never stop. But let me make sure we understand, because verse 8 starts off with a word that says, Come, behold. Behold. This causes us to look to the future. Behold is a word that causes us to look from the present to the future, because God does, and God will bring peace to the earth, bringing a permanent peace. Let me make sure you understand that. A true and permanent peace. Not stop fighting, not pretend peace of peace treaties where people compromise. No, a worldwide, complete, and perfect peace. That's who our God is. And that's what this, our psalmist is trying to tell us, that not only is God the only one whom we can find shelter in, yes, but he's also the one we can find peace in. True peace. Complete and uh, utter peace. And that is what is amazing. Because Psalm verse 9 tells us that there's going to be war. There's going to be chaos. And we know that. We can look at the news and see that. There's always going to be chaos somewhere in this world. Always. But our God is greater than that. Our God will bring peace. This is good news, friends. This is good news, that our God will bring peace to the world through judgment of sin for all of us, where God will judge us all for our sins and bring a peace to all of us. And yeah, that may strike fear into some of you. God will judge sin. Yeah, should, because we're all guilty of, as being sinners, each and every one of us. Because of, because of our actions, we have, but if you have believed in the Lord as your Savior, you can have peace, you can have forgiveness, where God will wipe out all your sin. And that is what we can, God can do. And it doesn't matter when we get stand before the great and holy judge what our church attendance will be like. Sorry. It doesn't matter what, where, what city we live in, our, our, our citizenship, our wealth, our race, orientation, whatever. Does, that won't matter. What matters is, are you, have you been forgiven by our God? That is what will matter to us. The only saving grace will be the faith in the, his risen son. And if you've never done that, if you've never accepted the Lord as your savior, we've got a lot of friendly people here that want to talk with you. So don't go home yet, just yet. God calls us to have a peace and trust in him. To know that he is God and that he will be exalted among the earth. These verses show us that a no doubt encourage us in the silent trust that in God's saving power, in anticipation that universal peace will happen. 
and has been heaven. And this is, should be news that excites you. Not only is our God our refuge, our source of strength, God will be our peace too. This is the part where you actually smile and look excited. <laughs> All right, that's close enough. Close enough. This is something that we need to be excited about. This promise of peace that come, is great because look in the verse 10 and 11, are something that we need, to un- we need to say and we need to say a lot. Verse 10 says, uh, Be still and know that I am God. I will exalt among the nations. I will be exalted among the earth. The Lord of hosts is with me. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Verse 10 is one of the, great, one of the greatest verses, isn't it? Be still and know. You know, when I translated it, it came as, Y'all be relaxed. I think that shows a more personal nature by our God, but when I, write, when I do my Greek, God turns into a southern gentleman. So <laughs> it just happens that way. Um, you know, that just happens. But either way, it drives the point home either way. Be still and know that I am God. Be relaxed and realize I am God. The God who created all things is telling us that we don't have to be on guard. We don't have to always be alert and ready, ready to fight the next battle. Tense, ready for action, because God is in control, and we can have a peace through him. We can rest. We can relax. We can go slack. And because God has it under control, our refuge is, in, is there taking care of it for us. He has this under control, just like he does here. Last week, Pastor Adam, number one, gave us um, Psalm 139 and went through that. But I, when I was listening, and I was listening, but verses 7 through 12 of that longer psalm has, shows us that no matter where we go, no matter what happens on this earth, our God is still in control. We can go, anything can happen. God is still in control. No matter what is happening, no matter what we are doing, anything. God is with us. God is somebody we can have this come with it, having this peace and strength of refuge in him. A God who will lead us and take care of us and provide for us, no matter what's going on. A God who not only loves us perfectly, but a God who is our shelter at all time. Because God is our shelter at all time. No matter who we are, no matter where we go, no matter what is happening. That's why we can have these joyful moments where we can be secure. We can have our refuge in God. We can have, be secure in God. And we can have our peace in God. See, I've mentioned a lot about the tornadoes because tornadoes, you know, we don't have a, a safety room in our house, at least none that you can find. But that's between me and Andrea. Um, but the best thing I can think of for Peace and security is a stuffed animal. Stay with me on this. It makes sense. When these nocturnal defenders are placed in the beds of children and some adults, uh, to help us remind throughout the night that they are safe, that their parents are who gave them these these and our love, who their loved ones that gave them them, are protecting them, are with them. It's something for them to curl up and hold. 
to grab and be, protect them throughout the night and the boogity man that whatever comes and does things at night. This is a type of reminder for the child. And that's exactly what God is for us. This is the type of thing that we have to understand. We can't just think of God as this, I'm going to go to him in the worst situations. Yes, God is going to care for us. God is going to love us. God is going to provide us. But we can't just think of God as the break glass only type of situation. We only go to him when the world's on, our life's on fire. No, we should go to God and think of him as this, like this stuffed animal, somebody that we can cub, love up and cuddle on and hold. Kind of like when you, get a, when you get a hug from a loved one. That's the type of situation, that's what you feel that, you, that they, we need to have understand about who our God is. He is these things that we've talked about today, this refuge, this source of peace, hope, and strength. But it's a shame to think of God as just this nuclear bunker for emergencies only. Instead, we need to help us understand that we can go to God for the joys as well as the bad. We can go and celebrate him and be reminded of him like these animals that are help, help remind us of our loved ones, to help us sleep silently and quietly. These nightlights, these stuffed animals. That is what I think we need to help our, us understand the need to share our joy, the eternal hope that is in our God because he is with us and he loves you greatly. Let me pray for us. Father God, we thank you for this time that we can celebrate you and praise you, Father, because you have made us, you are there with us. You are never going to give us up. Father, you love us and you'll always be there to help us. Father, help us to continue to celebrate this fact that we can access your throne room curl up on your eternal lap and just feel safe because you are always there for us no matter what the situation is in life, Father. I thank you for this. I thank you for sending your son to the Lord to die on the cross so that we can be forgiven, so that we can have eternal life with you because I'm not good enough on my own. But through the death and resur resurrection of your son, I can be forgiven and spend eternity with heaven. Father, I thank you and praise you for that. You know me, pray. Amen. Pastor Adam here. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in to Grace Bible Church, and I would love to hear what you thought of today's program or of ways that we can be praying for you and with you. So check us out on social media at GBC Elm. Also, if you would like to support our ministry, you can give securely at our website at www.gbcelm.org. Now remember, God loves you, and so do we.